0: Hi, my name is Dr. Patricia Murugami. Welcome to your next best self. I know you might be wondering, who's this Dr. Patricia Murugami? Well, I'm a leadership catalyst, a leadership coach, an educator on matters to do with life, leadership, love, and legacy. And I hope that as you start to listen in and practice some of the leadership insights we'll be sharing here, you'll begin to see your next best self. Welcome back to your next best self podcast with me, Dr. Patricia Morogami. What a joy it is to constantly be sharing these leadership stories said in the words of the leaders themselves to each of you across the world every single week we are so delighted with the feedback we've gotten from many of you and i want today to single out christine muthui who spent time to listen to this podcast and actually reflect on them every week dedicating a specific period of time so that she then fuels her cup of leadership thank you christine i also want to thank angela in the us who has constantly been giving us feedback about how this podcast give her courage, and also help her see that no matter what the struggles are, these leaders have continued to endure, overcome, and reinvent themselves. So today, it's my joy and privilege to introduce Phoebe Jepchurcher Nyangweso. Phoebe is the Chief Executive Officer of Agro and Real Developers this is a Kenya owned company which deals with structured cabling and wireless networks and solutions they also undertake ICT maintenance fiber installations PBX installations and support work They also carry out enterprise hardware maintenance and systems audits. I think one of the things that makes interviewing Phoebe so exciting is because this is the first time that we are interviewing on this podcast, a business that is, yes, Kenya-run and Kenya-owned, but in addition to that, it is serving the country and the world from Kisumu County right here in Kenya. So thank you so much, Phoebe. When I think about agro and real, it was incorporated so as to solve the problems of telecommunications. Their business model is based on the accomplishments of several fiber optic projects in Western Kenya. And in fact, because of that experience, they decided to diversify their portfolio. And they have continued to incorporate other IT technologies and energy areas that include strategy Consulting digital and technology energy solution services, which by the way is in line with the Energy Act of 2017, that has also been reinforced by the Energy and Petroleum Regulatory Authority EPRA through the 2017 Energy Act. So, when you think about this range of services and for them continuing to reinvent themselves, all this is based on Phoebe, the founder. Phoebe. Jepchirchir Nyangweso, welcome to your next best self.
1: It's so lovely to be here. Thank you for honoring me
0: with this uh, opportunity. You are most welcome. And so Phoebe, I've introduced you, but who is Phoebe in her own words?
1: Wow, Phoebe. (laughs) It's so funny that uh, it's always very difficult to describe yourself. But um, I could say um, I'm a curious girl. I'm a risk taker. Um maybe shy around crowds but I have a big heart I think that's generally describes who I am that's so
0: interesting you know it's true you may say you're shy but you have a very clear way of communicating your ideas and your contribution so I think you're able to overcome that shy streak <laughs> thank you so now let's go back let's go back to you launching this business how many years ago was that
1: Ah, uh, two thousand and seven. I mean, yes. Very good. Yes, two thousand and seven. Yes. Wow. I'm sorry. Look at that. Twenty seventeen is when we did. Oh, 20- uh, yes. I'm sorry. Twenty seventeen. No problem.
0: No problem. Twenty seventeen, and now we are in twenty twenty already. Three years. What motivated you to start off your business?
1: Wow, a lot of things, but the biggest thing that motivated me was uh, failure. I say failure because um, what happened is I was running a business as a side hustle while I was still in the public service. And this thrived so well, and it did really well. Um, It was Karen Wines and Spirits at uh, the Karen Shopping Centre. And I thought that is how business runs. I believe I had a lot of very good uh, personnel with me. I had the right team. I had a good product and I had quite a bit of monopoly too because of uh, what I was doing at that time. That wasn't very, a lot of people weren't doing it. So going forward, when I retired or took early retirement, I thought it's going to be as smooth and easy to do business. And the first business I did, uh, two years later, and then a second business I tried, wasn't in the right location. So that's what motivated me to start. I had to go back to the drawing board. I sat down. I took, I took literally like three months off. I didn't do anything. I was, in the words of my children, a kept woman because all I did was stay at home, do my nails, go, go grocery shopping, and come back. Three months and it was a very difficult period because I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to how to do anything. In the meantime, though, I was reading, I was researching and I stumbled on fiber construction and I loved it. I got a contractor that was already working. I shadowed them. I literally worked for them for free for another three months. I followed through. I checked how they're working, what their success was, what their difficulties was, and then I started. Uh, I got my first con- uh, my first contract in twenty seventeen.
0: That's so fascinating around how you converted failure into an opportunity for a new beginning. And I really want to applaud your even your family, you know, your children, for standing with you even when you needed that time to decompress, to reflect. To rethink and to decide how to move forward. And so now 3 years later we are starting 2020 it's a leap year we are excited about it and then the crisis happens the covid-19. What has this crisis meant to you and your business?
1: When 2020 started uh, like many people i was so excited. 2020 seemed to me like the year of breakthrough the year that i was going to so heights i had already A clear structure of uh, our business and what we wanted to do what we wanted to achieve I was very excited and then COVID happened and um, I don't know if I froze or I, I just went numb for a few days literally numb for a few days I didn't come to the office I didn't speak I didn't go on social media I just went numb and then suddenly, to me, there was like chaos. Like everything was not, everything was working backwards. I had to rethink, I had to speak to my teams because everyone was panicking, even my teams were panicking. And I realized I was the leader. I needed to step up. I needed to think fast. I needed to reinvent and and reassure them, basically. And um, also just the mother instinct in me, I could see the worry in their faces because we started to do zoom meetings and um, I felt like it wasn't working they, they, they were not able to actually feel feel my, con- my my reassurance from from the camera so we had to do we had to take a risk and within the first two weeks we had to do an actual physical meeting with my team and it was I had to I had to get myself off from me I had to stop thinking of me. When I looked at these young men and young women, because all of them are in their, in their late f- uh, 30s. So I had to be uh the CEO and the mother and um and the counselor. I had to be all those things in one day. And I had to, we, we had a full day. It was almost like a training and a reassurance and everything. And then by the afternoon, by late afternoon, they were, I could see they were vibrant. They were back. They were feeling it. They they understood that we didn't need to allow fear to cripple us, but we needed to reinvent. We needed to do things differently. We needed to act like this wasn't there, but to also be clearly aware that it was there. So that's what we did. But I can assure you the first few days were crippling, if I may say. That was crippling as a person and crippling even for my team. But Within, within a month, uh, we had, we had, they had stepped up. They had found new energy. They were, they were giving ideas. When you give them the opportunity, they were giving the ideas of what we can do, where we can go from there, how we can do things differently. And that's what we did.
0: So what are the lessons that you've learned personally and professionally um, thanks to the 2020 uncertainty?
1: Wow. Um, the lessons I've learned... I've truly learned that I don't have all the answers, that I don't even have to know the questions. Um, I've also learned to keep moving no matter what. I've also learned to change, to keep learning. I've I've evolved. I've learned to evolve. I've learned to, to seek, to ask, to seek, to knock on doors. I've learned the meaning of asking because in such a situation, like I said, I didn't. you don't know all the answers. I'm the kind of person that needs to know where we are going, writes everything down, gets a roadmap. But COVID has taught me differently. It's taught me the meaning of actually asking, the meaning of seeking advice, seeking, uh, seeking out people that have done this before, seeking out others and finding out how they're doing, how they're managing the s- different situations that are emerging every day. I've also learned that the choices we make, make us who we are. I made a choice to face this every day, not to, not, to, not to make any assumptions, but to wake up every day knowing it could be different. I don't know it all. And if I don't know it, I can ask. And if I can't find the answers there, I can research. I can, I can call. I can, I can do whatever it takes, but I don't know it all. And, I, I, and I'm not sure what tomorrow will hold. Before, I seem to actually have a plan for a week, a plan, short-term plans, long-term plans. But I I don't do that anymore with COVID. Actually, especially in the middle of the crisis, I learned to take one day at a time, literally, in my business and even in my daily work. As you speak, I really
0: felt like you're talking about me because I'm also the kind who likes to plan things meticulously, think about the big picture, building the this the detailed picture and COVID has taught us you could have a plan for next week and you have to just do your best surrender and if you believe in God leave it in his hands but give your best shot to it isn't it absolutely and that's not an
1: easy thing really It's it's not easy at all. At some point I felt like I'm giving up my dreams because I had a dream when we started 2020. And I felt like if I don't keep holding us to this dream, I will be giving up on myself. But I realize I don't have to do that. I can I can have the dream but have it on a daily basis. Start again every day and know that at the end of the day I can count my I can count my losses, count my blessings, and thank God for what has happened that day and start the day again the next day, knowing that I can, I, can make, I can make steps, I can make progress.
0: That's wonderful. And you know, um, Phoebe, I noticed that you went into the ICT space and then you decided to also evolve into the energy space. What, what inspired you on to do so?
1: Wow, actually, uh, what inspired me was just for personal reasons first. It started with my own personal reasons. as You know... I live in uh, between Kakamega and Kisumu, And in Western province, it rains a lot and we are blessed, people have really planted trees. So every, at least once a week, a tree would fall on the, on the, on the electricity cables and we'd be out for weeks before that was repaired be out for weeks and it would go on and then we're, we're back again and then we're back we get electricity and then something happens again and it happens again and I got really frustrated on a personal level and I started to seek out uh, alternative energy especially for lighting for security I started with that and then eventually I realized there's so much technology on, on alternative energy And then uh, it became something that I speak to my friends about and the neighbors started asking questions. And I said, wow, this can be a line of business. And that's how I started. I started simply by installing solar energy to my neighbors, actually. In fact, my immediate neighbor was the first one. And then it moved from there and with word of mouth, we became something else. Now we have walk-ins coming to seek as individuals, businesses, and We moved on to even bigger things like uh, backup systems. Um, Now we have uh, towers and all buildings that are using alternative energy for heating. And so much has happened that it, it surprised me what I just needed as a person. And somebody else was actually, a lot of people were struggling with the same thing. And it's given us a decent income too.
0: That's wonderful. The fact that you turned things around again, out of your in- own interest, but to serve a problem that you could see was imminent. Huh? Um, I'm inspired by the fact that you chose to go into energy. You will always require energy, um, you know, to the most distant future, and you're already starting to do something about it. So imagine in a couple of many years, you're celebrating your 70th birthday. What advice would you give the older next best self Phoebe? at her birthday at 70 years.
1: (laughs) Wow. And and you know that's not in a very long time, actually. (laughs) Really? You don't look it. You don't look it one bit. (laughs) Uh, I've got about, what, maybe... No, not 20, actually, less than 20 years.
0: Incredible. You know, when they say you're in the flaming 50s, there's something very comfortable about being in your 50s, embracing yourself, being comfortable in your own skin, having the courage to walk away from things that no longer serve you well, and helping others also have courage. So I admire all the people that I know personally who are in the fifth floor. So well done. (laughs) So tell me, what would you tell your 70th old next
1: best self, Phoebe? That is an interesting question. I'd tell Phoebe not to stop dreaming. I wouldn't want to stop dreaming. I wouldn't want to stop being curious. And don't sweat the the small stuff. And learn to live one day at a time so that if another crisis happens, even at 75, you can do this all over again and do it better. And lead with empathy. That would be my very big sentence to me. Continue to lead with empathy. Because I've learned that that really is the most important thing. Touching people's lives, uh, reaching out to them, dropping all the, the dress-ups and, and all the official don Sometimes it just requires that you do that. You feel the other person. Let them come first. That's what I would say to feel Seventeen.
0: That's such good advice because many times we get caught up in sweating the small stuff and we don't realize time is going by and we're not making the most of the situation we have and so Phoebe I know there's someone who's listening to this from anywhere in the world and they're thinking of getting into a tech starting a tech company what advice would you give that younger person who despite the challenges of this year, has seen opportunities to come up with different solutions. What advice would you give that young lady or young man? Well,
1: um, don't start until you've at least learned from an existing company. Don't start until you have talked to someone and not just talk to them. Walk their journey. Stay, Stay in their space. If you have to do it for free, do it. It's worth it. Knowing how others have done it is very, very important in this business. If you go in there thinking you can do uh, by the book, uh, you will be very quickly surprised what you find out in the field. And then the second advice i give them is, learn every aspect of the business. Go to the trenches like I did in 2017 actually be there, do the do the do the trenches, do the supervision, do everything. Take, take, take every aspect of this business and learn it. And then once you go back to the office, once you go back to the desk, even if you don't do it again every time, even if you don't go to the field every time, you understand when your team talks to you about what's going on in the field, you clearly understand what's going on. You're completely... At ease, you completely understand the dangers or the successes or the difficulties they could face.
0: That's excellent advice because I see some of the younger generation are not willing to intern, to volunteer their services. Sometimes I find that they're very interested in, if I give this, what can I get back? But they don't realize that by interning, by even taking a role that may be far from the kind of role they expected, they can actually learn a lot more. I'm always telling my team at Breakthrough Leadership Transformation that I'm paying for their MBA of life by them working with me and learning so much from all the leaders that we serve that in a sense, they're going to school, but they're being paid for it. How about that?
1: (laughs) That's really true, yes. Uh, young people these days don't want to do the, the dirty work, and that's the dirty work to me, actually learning and learning and learning. And in fact, not just learning the way they know it uh, on the internet and in books or in class, but practical, the, the, the practical aspect, the actually being with that business person and knowing the challenges they face every day and the decisions they have to make every day that make that business thrive or fail and the choices they make. Um, I was telling a young lady that I interned with, she was asking me, you're the first to get into the office and you're the last to leave. It's your business. Go play golf. She knows I I love to play golf. And I said, um, that's the reason we're where we are. If I don't come here, if I'm not the first one here and I'm not the last one here, what will motivate you to come? That's really my, my... Uh, My advice to young people, they need to know being your own boss means putting in the harder part of the work, being the biggest producer in the company, basically. And I can see that that's what you're doing, Patricia.
0: Thank you so much, uh, Phoebe. And you know, it's interesting that I think over the years, the whole idea of leadership has positively shifted, that the leader, the boss, so to speak, is not the one who sits back and watches everyone working but is the one who leads by example. And so Phoebe, that was such good feedback and um, advice that you gave your colleague because that way it'll also reshape how they move forward even in their career right now with you and in the future when they proceed to something else. And so Phoebe, now we're going to go into the last session of our conversation together. You know, I love to read books. I find that reading books solves problems that haven't even come my way gives me a bigger worldview, and also helps me see things in different perspectives because of the different authors who are mentoring me. So early this year, I chose to do 100 books in one of the later podcasts. I'll talk about my experience in trying to read 100 books in one year. And one of the books that I read early in the year is The One Word. And I find that choosing a word that sets the tone for your year amplifies the characteristic or the virtue that you want to build based on that one word so Phoebe what's your one word for 2020
1: wow first of all I'd like to be you when I go up and read 100 books in a year thank you Uh, I even try to read multiple books at once just so I can feel like I've done three books in a month so I start to read one and I stop halfway and I pick up another I still get to read all of them eventually but uh, very good each one their way,
0: each one their way. I want to encourage you, just set the number you want to read and just create that time for them. And you know what? You will soon be on your way. So each one their way. So thanks for that compliment. <laughs> so Phoebe, we were talking about books and uh, your one word of the year. What's your one word? So my one word for 2020
1: is choices. Um, I say choices because... I realized during the height of the uh, crisis in Kenya, when everything seemed to be shut down, I realized that every choice I made every morning, when I woke up and I went into my quiet time and every choice I made after that made a a difference. It made a difference on how the day turned out, how the week turned out, how relationships turned out, how situations turned out completely even at my work. So I realized making the right choices, sometimes they're not right. They turn out not the right choices, but just making a choice, choosing what to do, intentionally uh, putting down what I wanted to do and making that choice to move forward. Even when I was afraid uh, I'd make the choice anyway. So yes, choices was my big word. That's
0: a great word. And, you know, listening to your description of, you know, making a choice uh, because sometimes people don't make a choice and then they realize they actually have have, um, passed an opportunity to make a decision and and to do it afraid, irrespective of how much knowledge you have about the circumstances to to make the best choice possible is a wonderful way of looking at your year. I read another book called Originals and um, it talks about the idea of keeping your thoughts and your products original and authentic. How do you keep your yourself original in terms of the ideas of leading people and running your business?
1: <laughs> original? Um, I actually don't, I think. I, I Because I, I, I believe that uh, every position and every experience I've had is very unique to me. And so that... Me, that already makes me original in everything I do. So I, I think, I, I don't know if that is how I stay original, but I try to make every decision, every every choice I make, I try to make it based on me, my ability, the people around me, the, desi- the, the decisions I need to make, the things I need to do. And as an entrepreneur, I realized we have such a rich, uh, we have a rich culture. We have a rich history of entrepreneurs in Kenya. Women entrepreneurs, for example, and I listen to them. I research on them. I follow them. Uh, those who are on TED and those who are those who are documented, who have done businesses, who have succeeded. Their routine, their failures, their the, the brave, the, 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 just the things that they did out of bravery, out of stepping out of their comfort zone. And I realize I have so much, so much more to achieve. There's still so much out there that I can do. And I think that keeps me original. I don't know. but like That's how I try to be original for sure. I, I just be myself. I don't know if
0: that answers your question, Patricia. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a wise person who said, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. So you're absolutely right by saying that you're really just being yourself and allowing yourself to bring your full self to the table, even as you learn from other entrepreneurs. And my last question is based on the book 5AM Club, which is about safeguarding the first hour of your day so as to make sure the rest of your day is powerful. What is your daily morning routine that helps you become your next best self?
1: Yeah, that would be getting up at four in the morning and there's some hard days and some easy days. But most of the time, I don't give in to excuses. I wake up at four in the morning every day. And my first hour is spent on prayer and spiritual matters and just fortifying myself and Reminding myself, the most important things, the most important thing in my life is uh, my relationship with God. And so, the first hour, I reflect, I release, I refresh, and I put before God the day. And truly, truly, when this happens, I have a new sprint every morning. It, you know, I can hum a song at six in the morning and. Everyone is wondering what's going on, because it just refreshes. It just gives me, I don't know, it just places the day completely not in my power, but in the power of God. And I find that very refreshing. I find I go out with, with power. I go out with, uh, with a clear mind. It's, it's, it's very, very refreshing. When I travel and I can't have the opportunity to do that for a M. I don't know if it's in my mind or it's actually a coincidence but things always don't I have a crumpy day things always don't turn out the way I want not to say that even when I do the 4am things always turn out my way no but somehow I have the clarity I seem to have the freshness to face every challenge and and um I feel like I'm fortified like I come protected from all the difficulty that may come on that that on that day because of that one hour in the morning that I spend being still and just reflecting and refreshing.
0: That's great, Phoebe. It's been such a joy listening to you and listening to your authentic story, how you started, how you've navigated this year and how you continue to rebuild and to Redisrupt yourself and reinvent yourself and break through the crisis. I want to wish you the very, very best as you continue to break through the crisis and become your next best self. I hope that the impact of your business and the kind of work that you're doing with respect to your team right there at Agro and Real uh, is continuing to be a multi-generational impactful business that will employ not only your children, but your children's children. I wish you the
1: very, very best. Thank you so much, Patricia. It's an honour to for you to speak to me. It's an honour to be on your podcast. Thank you.
0: The honour and joy is all mine, and I hope that your story will inspire first yourself. It certainly inspires me. It'll be fascinating for your colleagues and your family to listen to you in the podcast, but also to people all over the world, China, India. Um, Pakistan, South Africa who are all logging on and following us in one way or the other I hope that your business continues to grow and that you become your next best self, thank you thank you